Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Bar Builders. battle over Monroe, Kentucky. Monterey remains winless at home and White County has their losing streak continue at Macon County. This is the high school playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry and the Cavs snapped their winning streak last night with a 49-7 win at home over Warren County for homecoming. Head coach Taylor Hennigan is with us now along with Jordan Burris, linebacker and running back. Uh, Coach Hennigan, we'll, we'll start with you, and, and it comes down to this. Look, we can talk ball in a minute, but you mentioned your team needing to respond with all of the copious distractions that can come with homecoming. How do you feel like your team responded with a week full of extras? Yeah, I told them after the game, I thought they handled um, the week. They handled yesterday. Uh, really well uh, you don't you know you don't really know until until the game kicks off but I thought we were we were firing on all cylinders guys were really engaged in the game and um, played probably our most complete game so I was really proud of um, just the way they handled the week and, and yesterday yeah you look at the uh, the stats uh, 167 net passing yards 174 uh, net rushing yards you mentioned it best game you guys have probably had most complete game guys have had what what was going so right for your offense uh last night uh i think getting back to a little bit of getting the ball spread around you know like we did early in the year getting the ball um you know throwing the ball we didn't throw it a bunch but we threw it around to a few different people and uh actually threw it with a couple different people and uh you know the running game obviously with uh with blake and thomas and and caden and those guys running the football so um, we, we didn't have a bunch of plays with the running clock and the way that both teams kind of tried to run the ball and possess the ball. Um, you know, the yardage may not be there, but the yards per play was, was impressive, and, and we really controlled the ball throughout the game. On the other side, defensively, you hold a Warren County team uh, that you mentioned earlier in the week can, can do some things differently offensively. You hold them to seven points, and, and you really – uh, you hold them to seven to nothing after the the second quarter, right? Seven points you give it up in the first quarter. It's twenty one seven. After that, you guys go on a a pretty lengthy scoring streak. You never let them see the end zone again. Uh, what did your defense do last night that was able to limit uh, again such a multiple team like the Pioneers? Yeah, they present some challenges, obviously, with the misdirection stuff. But um, outside of one play, we had one play um, where they scored, I think it was an 80-yard touchdown run. We didn't get the front aligned properly and um, just didn't have enough guys in the in the right side of the field. But outside of that play, I think we gave up you know around 60 yards of total offense. So if you take that one away, um, really, really proud of the plan Coach Walls and, and our defensive staff put together. Uh, and then the way our guys were aggressive, we, we said the last couple of weeks we wanted to be more aggressive. So uh, really proud of our defense, created some takeaways, um, and did some really good stuff. We'll go to Jordan. Uh, Jordan, obviously, unfortunately, radio is not a visual medium, so I don't have a video to show people, but you made uh, quite a spectacular play last night, maybe a highlight reel maker. Uh, walk me through that play. How did it go, and, and is it going to lead the highlight reel? Uh, I think so. I feel like that was one of my 
best plays that night. But um, before the game, coach was just telling me to, that I need to go set the tone for the rest of the game for the team, and I need to just get everybody going. So, like, really that was just only in my mind to have to start the game off right and, like, let us just go out there and win. But to be honest, like, I was really nervous before that play, and I didn't really expect me to make the tackle, but I did. So that's what happened. What do you enjoy about being the, the tone setter on this team or one of the tone setters on this team, being a guy that uh, can go out there and kind of set the mood for a game early on? Well, I mean, it's kind of like a little bit of pressure on my back. You know, I got to hold that for the rest of the team and everything. So if I'm not playing to the best of my ability or playing good, I feel like I'm letting the team down or they just they'll like rub off on them too so I gotta make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to so everybody else can have my back and do what they're supposed to running back and linebacker offense or defense which one would you rather play would you rather be making the tackle or would you rather get coach Hennigan here to hand you the ball a few more times uh defense all the way I like making the tackles more Okay, for sure, for sure. Coach, we'll, we'll go back to you here. 14 first downs as well. That tells me you guys weren't just finding the explosive play. You were really able to methodically control the offense, move the ball, and hold on to it. What does that say about your team going forward? Maybe, again, a bit of a get-right, get-in-rhythm-again kind of game. Yeah, like I said before, I think just trying to mix it. Um, we did create some explosives. Uh, we threw the ball well. Um, but, you know, being able to pick up, you know, first or uh, fourth down conversions, third down conversions, um, specifically on the ground is always going to be important for us. So uh, I thought our game plan was really good and uh, our kids executed it really well. We were able to control the ball. Um, but I think just being able to, to get it to different guys and being able to do it different ways is, is when we're at our best offensively. You guys have got some big games coming up. The season is far from over. Where does this team improve? Right, You can always grow. You can always get better. Even after a 49-7 to win, where do you guys grow this week? Yeah, I think we got to take you know what we did last night. We got to take that on the road. You know, this week against a really good team, and um, certainly will be a big challenge for us. But I think trying to just be a little more consistent. You know, week to week, we've had some really, really good games. We've had some games where maybe you know Lebanon in particular, where we didn't play our best. So um, trying to fill the you know, be consistent in the way that we prepare. I think the last two weeks of practice have certainly been our best. So hopefully we can make that three um, and go into fall break with uh, another good week. Jordan, we'll come back to you. How do you kind of, as one of the leaders on this team, help generate some of that consistency? When you look back and you, you beat White County, you get a win over Warren County, but you go on the road, don't have your best performance since against Mount Juliet and Lebanon. How do you, as a leader, kind of help this team build more consistency? I just gotta make sure that everybody's heads aren't too blown up over that win, you know. After Sparta, after that big win, everybody thought we won the Super Bowl, and then we just didn't. We came out and didn't play how we usually do the next week. So I just gotta make sure that that doesn't happen again, and everybody just stays focused and on everything we're supposed to do. What does that look like? I mean, you know, talk to me, talk me through the process as a player. Uh, you know, wanting to take the weekend maybe and, and really enjoy a win, but then come back on Monday focused ready to go for your next opponent. What, is, what does that process look like for you guys in the team? Um, really, we just like, we just got to watch a little bit of film and then after that it's just over with. So we just got to get focused up on the next opponent. And like, you just, um, dang, I just froze. Focus up. You're, yeah, you yeah. got to focus up. No problem. 
All right, look, Jordan, before before we, we get you out of here, I got to ask, you mentioned getting to watch film. How excited are you to put that play on film in front of the rest of your guys uh, and, and, you know, have a good time watching you make a tackle you, you said yourself you weren't entirely sure you were going to make? I'm pretty excited, but I already put it on my film last night as soon as the film was posted, so... So it's already up. Yeah. It's it's that yeah. you turned it around that quick. Yeah, posted on Twitter and everything. All right, we'll go back to Coach Hennigan. Final question here, uh, Coach Hennigan. If I'm going to have you on with Jordan, I got to ask about Jordan. What does Jordan Burris mean to this team on both sides of the ball? And what do you think plays like that from him mean to this team in the midst of a game that you guys obviously were able to run away with? Yeah, that's that's it right there. The physicality. He's got probably the best contact speed of anybody on our defense and. Uh, we call those plays nasties, so those are my favorite thing to show in our team meeting. Uh, that'll probably be the first clip that we show on Monday, so that is what he brings. That's that's his biggest value to our team. Um, he does that every week. It's not just last night, so uh, that, that's certainly the first thing that comes to mind. Do you get just as excited to show those clips in, in film? Do you get just as hyped up as, as he and the rest of the guys to put that out there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what I think, you know, you try to show the good things that, that you try to promote. This is what, you know, this is what we're looking for. This is what, um, you know, good special teams or good defensive plays look like. And so you're trying to kind of show those examples so guys understand what, what the coaches are talking about. And um, you want to make sure that you highlight the good things. And obviously you got you got to highlight um, or correct the mistakes, but you can't let things like that, plays like that go um, unnoticed and unrecognized because uh, it's a big part of, of obviously of football. Um, and you want to make sure that those guys know our coaches um, see it and, and make sure some of our younger players see it as well. Head coach Taylor Hennigan, linebacker and running back Jordan Burris, Cookville Cavaliers, joining us here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the high school playbook. We catch up in mere moments with Upperman head coach Adam Kane. But let's take a look at the scoreboard from across the UC last night. White County falls to Macon County 41-28. York defeats LA 26-7. Stone Memorial survives a thriller at home against DeKalb County 27-24. Smith County finds a 14-7 win over East Robertson. Jackson County tried to mount a comeback, but Trousdale County, too far away in the first half, ends 55-27 the final there. Red Boiling Springs back in the win column with a 42-21 win over Perry County. You heard from head coach Taylor Hennigan and linebacker Jordan Burris a few minutes ago. Cookville with a 49-7 Blowout win of Warren County. Gordonsville comes to Monterey, and the Wildcats stay winless at home. Gordonsville 23-7 over Monterey at the home of the Wildcats. And Clay County finds a way to win a border battle in Monroe, Kentucky, 34-20. Upperman was a 34-0 winner on the road at Cumberland. We now go from Cookville to Baxter, more accurately to Crossville, where the team from Baxter visited the Jets. Bees head coach Adam Kane joins us. 
coach, 6-0 and on the season, more than halfway now through the year, through the season, no loss yet. How's it feel to have a zero in the loss column knowing you're better than halfway through your season? <laughs> yeah, that's always a, a, a positive thing. Um, we know we got some tough ones coming up down the road, um, especially this week. Smith County is, uh, you know, probably a, a, as good a ball club as, as we, we're going to face this year in the regular season for sure. So, um, you know, we, we, we know we've got, uh, you know, some tough games coming, but, uh, you know, we, we can't be, um, can't, yeah, we're definitely happy to be six and oh. Um, like, like you said, we've got some things to improve on. And, uh, I think the guys are, are starting to, uh, you know, embrace the idea of, uh, you know, working on specific things and, uh, trying to improve those things. Uh, one of the, one of the big uh, emphasis points of emphasis this week was, you know, playing well in the second half, and um, you know we were able to in in a short second half we were able to, you know, um, win the uh, you know that we had more on the scoreboard than they did, so I think that was a positive thing, and uh, you know I think the guys are starting to get hungry. You know, they see, uh, you know, what some possibilities are and. And, uh, you know, they're working hard to get better each week. You talked about how tough this offense could be despite their record. Uh, your defense goes out there, pitches a shutout. How proud were you of the defense, and what were you guys doing defensively that seemed to really give them some problems? Yeah, you know, it was a really dominant effort on defense. Um you know, nothing in particular. We, we, we were trying to um, – Pretty quickly, you know, m- most teams have come out and given us some sort of, uh, you know, different version of their offense, especially early on in, in the ball game. And so, you know, we really wanted to kind of quickly adjust to what we felt like they were they were doing to attack us. Um, we played a lot more of our four down stuff when we felt like they didn't want to really throw the ball a whole lot, and and that was pretty effective for us. Um, and, and then I felt like we tackled pretty well. You know, there wasn't a lot of uh, missed tackles and, and overrunning the ball and, and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, what, I, what we try to do on defense is, is really take on blocks and, and control blocks and, uh, you know, get some guys to the ball. And, and, you know, when we tackle well, we're pretty good on defense. You've mentioned it. Uh, where does this team get better? How do you continue to improve knowing you've got some really tough games coming up here down the stretch? Yeah, we've learned um, something about, you know, one thing about ourselves is uh, at times we, you know, we, we can lose focus and, and uh, let games kind of get away from us a little bit. You know, the, the, the big uh, push is stay focused, stay Stay uh, intense for four quarters, um, and then the other thing is just some specific. You know, the, the things that have given us issues defensively are, you know, the off-schedule plays um, with with quarterbacks scrambling and, and kind of making plays outside of the offensive framework. Um, and usually those are coming on, you know, long yardage downs, and so we, we really worked hard on that. Um, 
this past week. We didn't really get any of those situations against Cumberland County, but I'm sure some of those are coming down the road, you know, down the pipe. And uh, and so that's kind of been something we worked on defensively. And then offensively, just trying again to, uh, you know, create a, a more balanced attack. And, um, you know, we tried that last night. We had some uh, a good deal of success through the air. And just taking advantage of our, our playmakers on the perimeter uh, on offense. Upperman head coach Adam Kane, after picking up a 34 to nothing win at Cumberland County last night, we stay in Crossville and we check in with Stone Memorial, who bounced back from their first loss on the year in a tightly contested game over visiting DeKalb County. Head coach Derek Samber on the program now. Coach, how proud were you to see your team not just bounce back, but fight for a really tight win over a very talented Tiger team? Yeah, Colin, uh, really, really proud of our kids' response. Uh, we talked earlier in the week about uh, discipline and playing a clean football game uh, and how do we respond to, you know, a lot of self-inflicted wounds against Megs, but a really good Megs football team as well. How do we respond to that? And we responded with a much better night. Did have a turnover that, that uh, led to some points for DeKalb, uh, but I think uh, you can counter penalties on one hand and, I think that was probably the difference in the ball game for us. Yeah, you remarked, don't let Megs County beat you twice, uh, and they didn't, right? You're able to walk away with a really good win. What made DeKalb so tough in this one, though, till the bitter end? Uh, everything. You know, they're a really talented football team, really physical football team, really well-coached football team. Uh, you know, defensively, what Coach Shaw there is doing is really unique. And then offensively, Coach Trapp always has – uh, good athletes on that side of the ball and find a way to score points. And uh, they never went away, man. It came down to the final play. They kicked the field goal that would have sent it to overtime. Uh, and unfortunately, it came up just short. But the Cavs always a tough football team. It's always going to be a competitive football game when the two of us get together. And the defense kind of stepped up when you needed them to. Offense getting uh, enough points to walk away with the victory here. Uh, what were you proud of specifically on each side of the ball from your defensive unit, from your offensive unit? Yeah, you know, offensively we were really balanced. Um, it, it seems like we've had nights maybe where we were really pass heavy and 70, 80% of our yardage came from the passing game. Uh, against Meg, that kind of flipped on its head. We had some injuries early that, that took away some things in the passing game, and we, we really leaned on the ground game against Megs. And, and then last night it was very balanced both ways. Uh, it, it's not about being 50 50, but it's, it's about taking what the defense gives you. And then you know, defensively, was really proud. I thought we executed our game plan. Um, I thought we were pretty good situationally, keeping points off the board and getting stops. Um, and, and just the, the team as a whole, more disciplined football, cleaner football, uh, not making mistakes that hurt us. Where do you have to continue to improve? Where does Stone Memorial continue to grow now? Five, four and one, five and math's bad. Four and one, five and one on the season. There we go. There you go. Uh, you know, we just got to continue to build on the foundation we laid in terms of accountability and discipline uh, this past week. This game doesn't get any easier. Much improved Livingston team. I think an undefeated York team, undefeated Upperman team, uh, and then a Macon County team at the end of the schedule that's only lost to Upperman. So uh, just got to continue to build on what we've done, Colin. We, we can't be satisfied. Uh, we can't get complacent. We've got to continue to 
show up with with the work ethic and mentality uh, of improving each and every day we take that practice field. I always love letting you brag on your guys in a tight game like this. How nice is it to feel like you can trust turning? You just hand the ball to Ari White or leaving it in the hands of your quarterback, Briz Trapp. When you have some guys on really either side of the ball that you feel like you can just kind of send out there to play Jimmy and Joes versus X's and O's, how much easier does that make it in tight ball games like this? Yeah, I think it goes back to experience, too, Colin. Somebody uh, told me earlier in the week or or last night, I guess, that uh, last night was the 17th one-score game since I've been at Stone. So you look at uh, this is my sixth year, been through about five and a half seasons. Uh, That's something like a third of those nearly have been one-score games. So these seniors have played a lot of football for us. Um, I, I think that experience paid off. Uh, you know, Brady Lane there at middle linebacker, Nick Osmond at quarterback as a senior. Uh, Bear Eldridge has played a lot of football. Houston Woody's played a lot of football. Chris Hannes played a lot of football. Uh, and those kids' experience and maturity, I think, pay off in those tight games. Stone Memorial Panthers head coach Derek Samber after a 27 24 thriller as they take down DeKalb County at Stone Memorial last night. I'm Colin Castleberry. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Before they huddle up with the players, they analyze the games with you. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders continues next. Welcome back to the high school playbook. I'm Colin Castleberry and we're now joined by three more Cookville Cavalier captains, Jack Massengill, Delton Dial, and Blake Owen with us now. Uh, fellas, we'll start with Jack down here on the end. We'll just work our way down. But uh, how good did it feel last night to get uh, kind of a get-right situation? 49-7, to you walk away with a pretty big win. Really good after those two losses we had in the previous games. I was just glad that we came out fast. Blake, uh, how did it feel to to kind of walk away with a big win last night? Uh, it felt great, and yeah. Delton having to, has to touch the football, go ahead. It felt pretty swell, you know, getting a little dub. Yeah. That's all, that's all I got. That's it, that's it. Just love getting the dub for sure. <laughs> Delton, I, I, I got to shout out the, the throwback Nike sweatshirt you showed up in today. <laughs> I, what exactly is the, there's a dog on here? I'm not sure. I, I thought it was going to be North Carolina, but what in the world is this sweatshirt? Do you I, just, I don't know. Yeah, I woke up this morning and found it on my bed. You just grabbed it. I don't even think this is mine. He's not even sure it's his sweatshirt. All right. Well, fair enough. We'll go back here to to Blake. Uh, Blake, last night, 121 through the air, 73 on the ground. Uh, what was working so well for you, and what was kind of working so well for this offense? You guys were able to find a uh, really good balance there. Uh, I feel like just throwing the ball helped us a lot because I know we got the receivers do it, and the line blocked <laughs> really well, so that just opens up more for the run too. Where does your, your physicality come from? I mean, you really are a guy who puts his head down. You get the tough yards. Uh, we've talked about it all year. Where does that come from for you? Um. I don't know. I just try and get as many yards as I can every play. Do you like Do you like contact? Do you un- like to initiate the contact? Yeah, it feels pretty good when you get a good truck. So, 
Jack, uh, obviously last night you guys give up the 180-yard play, only points that they were able to put on the board. Uh, how much fun were you guys having out there defensively? Uh, you only give up three first downs. Like I said, if you take the 80-yard uh, score off the board, you give up really less than about 75 yards uh, of total offense. Yeah, they kept running that formation after they scored that touchdown, and we got our mistakes fixed, and then it obviously didn't happen again. So it was pretty fun knowing we could just dominate every time we stepped out there. What is that feeling like? You give up an 80-yard touchdown, and and then you can tell that they keep trying to go back to that, assuming they're going to have the same level of success, and you guys just keep getting – you just shut it down over and over and over. Well, like, we have film on the sideline, so – Right when the linebackers saw what we did, we knew what was the problem, and we fixed it, and then we just didn't let it happen again. Going back to Blake here, uh, Blake, obviously you didn't have a couple of your best performances uh, as a team the last couple weeks. Last night, able to get a, a big win, but we talked to Jordan uh, earlier about you know not letting this win kind of beat you the way uh, White County did. You get too excited, you show up next week, don't get to play your best football. How do you keep this team as a leader? How do you keep this team from from letting this week get you too excited, uh, and then next week you don't show up and play your best? Uh, we really just got to stay focused in the film room and everything, and in practice, kind of like. Just making sure we're on track and doing what we need to be doing. Delton, linemen don't get a lot of love. Let's just say what it is. They don't get near enough love. Last night, you deserve all this credit for the defense, holding them to just seven points, 49 <laughs> points up on the board offensively. What were you and your guys down there in the in the trenches doing so well that, that you were able to find so much success on both sides of the ball? Uh, we're just kind of, you know, just having fun. That's it. Having fun, you know, fixing mistakes we made in the past few weeks, you know, just freaking dominating them trenches. What's the most fun you can have in the trenches? As an offensive lineman, as a defensive lineman, what's the most fun thing for you? <laughs> oh, messing uh, like messing around with the other D-line and O-line on the other teams. Like freaking, <laughs> like making uh, fun of them and stuff. Trash talk. You're yeah, tra- tra- Delton, you're trash talking I mean, is what you're telling me. Not really trash talking. Oh, either. okay. So what if it's not trash talk? Then what is it, Delton? Like I'll like, I'll make fun of their shoes. Oh, so okay. like it's not that big of trash talk. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, let's work our way back down here, Blake, Jack. Uh, you hear your guy down here saying that he's talking trash to these other lines, uh, especially you, Blake. I mean, to know one of your, your that your offensive line's talking trash to the other D line. I mean, what's what does that mean to you? Because these guys are coming after you. Um, I mean, I don't really. It doesn't really matter to me. I mean. I mean, I guess he's going to do what he's got to do, but, I mean, I think it's cool. Jack, do you uh, are you are you the same way? Do you like to, to kind of pump yourself and your team up a little bit and make sure, you know, hey, it's 49-7, scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Well, if Warren County was trying to talk last night, it was just scoreboard, so there wasn't really much talking there. All right, final question for each of you. We'll start with Jack. We'll work our way back down. Where do you – get better this week how do you improve this week to make sure that you go on the road next week and perform at the level that you expect out of yourselves i think we just need to believe that we can win every game that's on our schedule and uh just fix our mistakes that's about it blake where do you get better where does this team get better this week um i say we take the good from what 
we saw from this game what we can do better and just kind of put that in when we play against Gallatin. And finally, Delton Dial. <laughs> Delton, how do you get better this week? How does this team get better this week? You no, know, it starts in practice. Can't come off too excited after that win, you know. Job ain't done. We got to keep on, you know, working hard in practice and get ready for Galton. Delton Dial, Blake Owen, Jack Massengill, Cookville Cavalier captains with us here live at Chick-fil-A on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook, where the region's coaches come together to talk about the games and what's coming up. Colin Castleberry with you live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Come on down and say hello. But right now, we're going to catch up with White County head coach Curtis Vade. The Warriors went on the road again, scored 25-plus points yet again, but fell for the fourth straight time. Coach Vade joining us now. Uh, coach, Macon County able to find 41 points. What did Macon County do that gave your defense so many problems last night? Yeah, well, the Borders Twins played really well, and uh, they're, they're a really good football team, uh, a top-10 team in the state. It's our third straight top-10 team in the state in 4A, uh, so we played a little bit of gauntlet right there in 4A. Uh, but, you know, overall, we just they just played really well, had a really good game plan, and uh, the, they were able to run the ball efficiently, and, and, and that, was, that was ultimately the deciding factor now. I want to attribute all 41 points to the defense. Uh, we did give up special teams uh, touchdown to Gabe Borders. Absolutely, 30, 35 of it or so go to the defense. But e e the, the, either way, you, you mentioned it there, a gauntlet here in 4A, three, four top ten teams. Oh, is that something you've kind of looked at your team and talked about that – in truth, yes, they are losses. But you guys are playing really good football at times against really, really elite competition. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been pretty straight up with the guys, and I think the guys realize that. That you know, at the end of the day, we we got to find a way to win football games. But uh, at the same time, uh, we need to walk away without uh, getting getting too down and out. I think. Uh, a lot of people, you know, you lose three, four games in a row and the season's ready to be sailed and my kids are not there yet. They're, they know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, we've got three region games left. We went all three of them. We're in the playoffs and that's the ultimate goal is to get in the playoffs and that's where uh, our kids are at and they continually fight, fight, fight. And, you know, we're going to eventually find a way to, to win a close game there. Uh, so... Your team certainly responded in the second half. 28 points put up in the second half. 28 total points in the game as well. So all of your points coming in the second half. What did you like out of your team there coming out of halftime, their response to get uh, four TDs on the board? Man, it's, it's, a, it's a plus and a minus. You know, you're, you're proud of those guys for coming out and fighting and trying to find every way in the world to win the game uh, in the second half. But if we don't allow a team to get up 21 nothing on us in the first half, uh, you know, it uh, the outcome could be different. You know, we go outscoring 28 to 20 in the second half, and you give up three scores in the first half. If you, if you don't do that, you got an opportunity to uh, potentially win the football game. 
Where does this team continue to improve? I'm sure you can obviously find something in all three aspects, all three phases of the game, but what what's really got to be the emphasis this week as you get set to head into those final five games, three of them, as you mentioned, of course, uh, big-time region matchups? Well, we, we've got to start better, uh, and we've got to clean up some stuff on special teams. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, the offensive defense, we got, we're going to – have to continue to get better and better and better, but uh, those things are things that the other team can dictate a little bit. Um, for us, special teams, we can't give up touchdowns on special teams, and we can't continue to start trying to play football games in the third and fourth quarter and expect to win games. White County head coach Curtis Beatty joining us. Coach, before I let you go, uh, it seems like such an easy question, but I'm sure it's a rather difficult answer. How do you begin to win these ball games when teams are coming in they're concentrating on trip they're able to kind of put everything on trip how do you begin to find a way to win these ball games uh despite trip having a great game needing other people to step up well and last night i thought we did uh demarius dale had two two big touchdown runs uh i don't know that he got over 100 yards but he got pretty close so you know he had two touchdowns and and we got guys in the passing game, uh, Darvon Richmond and Antonio Purvis, that that are, are stepping in and making plays when needed. I think that part is coming, uh, like like we've talked about before, with inexperience, uh, not a lot of time being played, that it was going to take a little while for those guys to get in rhythm, and I think they're getting there. Uh, finding a way to win the game, man, it's just it's one of those things. We just It's, it's a accumulation of a bunch of stuff. We got to start games faster. We got to make sure we're playing well on offense and defense, all four quarters, and special teams. We can't give up any cheap scores. White County head coach Curtis Beatty, as the Warriors go on the road again and fall for the fourth straight time, forty-one to twenty-eight against Macon County. A tough one again for White County. Still plenty to play for, though. You heard from. Coach Beatty there, three region games left. You win those, you're in the playoffs, and everything is still in front of you. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, and we are live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry. We close out the show now with a trip to Livingston, who welcomed York Institute to Tom Davis Memorial Stadium. Dragons head coach Derwin Wright will join us now. Uh, coach, thanks so much for joining us. Your offense last night dominating the time of possession. Why was the run game working so well for you guys after about halfway through the first quarter? Well, we just got in our single wing packet, and, uh, you know, I think Livingston was determined to keep us from getting outside and getting on the corners, and uh, we were able to, you know, go right at them and, and, and get some big gains. Uh, you know, we had Miles Left, you, Logan Pinnell, uh, Lake Drake, all ran the ball in the backfield good for us, Ryland Miller. So we just had, had that click, and it was just going. Yeah, how nice is it as a head coach to have so many different guys uh, that can 
kind of beat a team that can step up for you. I, I know going into the game, if somebody had told me that eight, that, eight, that Aiden Sweat Thomas was going to play a, a minimal role, I would have probably thought they were crazy. Well, you know, the thing about we've got we've got our basically our spread shotgun wing key package, and Aiden is a huge part of that. And, uh, you know, when we get in, when we get in our single wing package, uh, he, he and Rylan both play in the same position. You know, and, uh, Rylan was just on last night. We were giving him the ball, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's great as a head coach to be able to, to go from that spread package and have that speed on the edge. And, you know, last night, I just think Livingston had a good secondary plan. And, uh, we, uh, we just got in our power package and, uh, but then we came out in the third quarter, just the opposite of that, and uh, you know we're able to to uh, see some things when we went in at half and come back in a third quarter and go down in, in our spread package and uh, put some stuff together. Obviously, turnovers were a story last night. You guys walk away with the twenty-six to seven victory, but uh, you can't very well be happy with the amount of times you gave the ball back to Livingston Academy, gave the Wildcats some chances. How do you clean that up this week? Well, that's correct. Just, uh, you know, one was a communication error between the, the play call and, and what was supposed to went on. And, uh, you know, both backs are sitting back there not thinking that we're going to snap it. We're going to, you know, basically see if we can draw them off and take a timeout. And, uh, you know, everything was communicated to the to the center except the, the deal that we were going to take, not snap it and take a timeout, which uh, – you know, just uh, just a kid running a play in, excited in the moment, just to do it. But the others, uh, you know, Miles was on the outside. Probably, you know, the really the only mistake he had of the night. He was on the outside and uh, just uh, miscommunication with him and the receiver, and, and, and he ended up throwing an interception. But uh, you know, just just always got to work on that. Uh, you know, taking care of the football is. Uh, huge in any game and we we didn't do a good job last night of it on the other side of the matchup you guys were really able to limit a a pretty potent livingston academy attack just around 65 yards through the air about 40 yards on the ground what was your defense doing uh that was able to really limit uh, an la attack that you had talked about earlier in the week uh could be very explosive and, and could really beat you if you weren't careful well, I got to start with Michael Wall up front. I mean, just uh, he he was he was all over the place last night. They uh, they couldn't block him. They couldn't block him when they were trying to double team him. He's making tackles from the backside. Uh, you know, just uh, just uh, always kept the quarterback uncomfortable. And then the two linebackers behind Blake Bulls, uh, sophomore and uh, and. Uh, Tanner Talent Jr. I mean, they just they they were playing. They just played a great game. And then our outside linebackers, I thought, uh, you know, Bryson Bilberry uh, and uh, Joseph uh, Linder just did a did a heck of a job keeping contained, uh, fighting outside, uh, containing anything they tried to do outside. And then the secondary, you know, they did their job. And when it was when when it was a run play, if something got Field, they were right there in their, their alleys and uh, just just a good team effort on defense. Where do you guys improve going forward? There's always room to grow. Where do the Dragons get better this week? Well, I think I think this group has continued to improve. I think they showed last night when we got in our 
heavy packaging basically was able to, you know, pop off eight and nine yard clips. The offensive line, they uh, they they just uh, really had a great outing. And, uh, we've been really pushing those guys, and, and uh, I felt I felt really good about how they played last night. We'll work to improve on that. But another area, you know, we've got we've got to improve on just what you said. We've got to improve on taking care of the football. We've also got to improve on, and it's a rivalry game, but uh, just uh, just a few silly penalties last night that cost us. York Institute Dragons head coach Derwin Wright to help us close out the program. They walk away with a 26-7 win last night at Livingston Academy, renewing a rivalry that used to be two between two teams that were in the same district. Now, of course, uh, just a bit of a rivalry. You heard David Ledbetter talk last night about how Upperman has almost kind of taken the place of York for L.A. because they're also in that region now with the Wildcats. Speaking of Upperman, let's do another run through the scoreboard from across the Upper Cumberland. It was a good night for a lot of Upper Cumberland teams. Upperman being one of them went on the road, a 34 to nothing victory over Cumberland County. Still a lot of room to improve there, especially with a Smith County team coming up this week that is also very, very talented. We'll talk more about the upcoming schedule in just a few minutes, but Running through last night's action, Macon County 41-28 over White County. All of those 28 points coming in the second half. White County, as you heard from head coach Curtis Beatty, actually outscored Macon 28-20 in the second half. So <laughs> Coach Beatty remarking, if we hadn't given up 21 points in the first half, maybe the game goes a different way. York 26-7 over L.A. Stone in a barn burner with DeKalb 27 to 24, that stops DeKalb's three-game winning streak. Stone bounces back from their first loss of the season last week to Meigs County. Smith County, the team Upperman will face this week, a 14-7 winner over East Robertson. Uh, Jackson County also trying to mount a comeback, but much like White County, Trousdale way too far ahead in the first half. The final in that one, 55-27. All 27 of Jackson's points coming as well in the second half. Red Boiling Springs back in the win column, a 42-21 win over Perry County. You heard from head coach Taylor Hennigan earlier in the program, along with four of his five captains, Cookville last night, in what you could call a get-right game. After back-to-back losses on the road, they come home. It's homecoming, and they defeat Warren County 49-7 in a big win there Monterey stays winless at home. Head coach Scott Hughes still trying to figure out why his team uh, is having so much success on the road but can't seem to find a win at home. He attributed part of it to the teams they were playing at home, and certainly uh, that's worth noting. East Robertson, Clay County, and now Gordonsville, the three home opponents for Monterey, all three very, very good teams, and Gordonsville proving to be another one last night with a 23 to seven win over Monterey and Clay County last evening in a border battle. They crossed the Kentucky state line to take on Monroe, Kentucky, and they walk away with a victory in that border battle, 34 to 20 in a final. So Clay County able to walk away with a win. Now let's take a look at the schedule coming up this Friday night, coming up here in just under a week. 
And folks, it is a really, really good one. York Institute still now undefeated at 5-0 and after the win over L.A. We'll head to Oneida to take on 5-1 and Oneida. So that game certainly going to be uh, worth keeping an eye on. Your game of the week next week will feature two teams in desperate need of a win. Pickett County at Jackson County. The Bobcats and the Blue Devils will play on Sports Radio 104.7. Coverage will begin around 645 for that matchup we continue through the schedule we mentioned it upperman going to smith county upperman undefeated at six and zero after the win over cumberland last night smith county five and one just one loss on the year for them again a game that should be a lot of fun to keep an eye on making county we talked about a 41 28 win for them over white they'll head to dekalb county where dekalb will be looking to get a win streak started again after falling in last night's action to stone memorial on the road you heard from coach hennigan and his captains earlier they had to gallatin this week cookville will look to start a win streak and get two in a row after dropping their last two gallatin four and two on the year so very beatable team there gordonsville uh, coming off their win over monterey will tr- uh, head home to host forest while warren county will go on the road to green hill one in five warren county still looking for their second win on the season they uh, won in week one and have since lost five straight green hill meanwhile five and one on the year will welcome them to town Livingston Academy goes back on the road for just the second time this season. Third, actually, I suppose, because they did go to Jenkins, Kentucky. So officially their third road trip on the season, second one that was scheduled at the beginning of the year. They head to Crossville to take on that Stone Memorial team that defeated DeKalb County, who, of course, earlier in the year defeated Livingston Academy. So everything starting to get a lot of those common opponent matchups twirling around. Livingston Academy heads to Stone Memorial at 2-4. and four. Memorial is 5-1 and one on the year. And Cumberland County will head to White County. Again, both teams in desperate need of a win. White County uh, looking for their third win on the season. You heard Coach Beatty, though, talking about how this is a, you know, this is a season still very much uh, up to them. Three region games left. If they win those, they're in the playoffs. Everything is still in front of them. And it starts this week with a uh, game hosting Cumberland County in Sparta for the Warriors. That's a look at your schedule ahead coming up next week. Remember, let's run through what you can listen to next week on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. You'll have Livingston Academy visiting Stone Memorial on News Talk 94.1. It'll be Cookville traveling to Gallatin. And, as we mentioned, Pickett County visiting Jackson County on Sports Radio 104.7. All games set to kick off at 7 p.m. Coverage for your game of the week. And Cookville will begin at around 640. And for Livingston Academy on WLIV, coverage will begin right around 615. I'm Colin Castleberry. Shout out to... Our wonderful team here at Chick-fil-A helping us get hooked up and get ready to go. It's been uh, a great time this morning talking with head coach Taylor Hennigan. Also catching up on the phone with Adam Kane, Derek Samber, uh, Curtis Beatty, and Derwin Wright. Thank you to each and every one of them. Like I said, I am Colin Castleberry, and this has been the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders, live 
at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home. Protect your cars and boats. A new workshop or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week. Including today's show. On demand. UCSportsNation.com.